Welcome to Outbless Weekly, the four-day-a-week Bible study led by Michael Metcalf. Join us live or listen to Outbless Weekly podcast later at outbless.com. Listen as Michael teaches the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter, in an easy-to-understand format as he is led by the Holy Spirit and brings the Word to life. Listeners learn how God outblessed us all by sending Jesus Christ to die on a cross to pay for our sins and how God raised him from the dead three days later. Jesus is the risen Lord and Savior and is actively working in every believer's life to outbless them today. Come and listen to the heart of a servant and be outblessed again. Well, Father God, we come before your mighty throne of grace today, Lord, to acknowledge that you are greater, that you are higher than any other. And if you be for us, then what could stand against us? Nothing is the answer. Because you're God Almighty and there is none like you. And so we come into this room today, God, to give you praise and to say thank you for who you are and thank you for what you've done and thank you for your amazing power and thank you for the word of God. Because your word said that we would know the truth and that the truth would set us free. So Lord, we come into this room as often as we can to read your word so that it would set us free. It would set us free from our doubt, from our worry, from our fear, from all the busyness of the world and the confusion of the world. But all of those things mean nothing to us, Lord, because we read your word and it tells us the truth. It tells us who you are. It tells us that you love us. It tells us that you sent your son to die for us. And it tells us that anybody on this earth can confess that Jesus Christ is Lord with their mouth and believe in their heart, God, that you raised them from the dead and that they would be saved with absolute certainty. And so we, we get forgiven for every single sin we've ever committed. We get washed in the blood of the lamb and our robes made white as snow. We get our names written in the book of heaven. And we can know for sure that we're going to heaven, not because we earned it, but because Jesus paid for it. And so all I can do today, Lord, is say thank you. Thank you for paying for my sins. And thank you for paying for the sins of my fellow brothers and sisters that are in this room or on this call or that might listen later. And I pray, God, that if there's anyone that listens to this message that has not put their faith in Jesus yet, they would do it today. They would confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And they would believe in their heart, God, that you did raise him from the dead and that they could be forgiven for their sins if they simply ask you and turn from their wicked ways and start reading the Bible and start getting to know you and start trying to follow the things that you have taught us in your word. And so that's what we want to do today, Lord. We want to be taught by you. We want to learn about you more and more and more. And we want to be children that are well-pleasing in your sight. So, Father, I ask through the power of the Holy Spirit that you administer to every one of us in this room and every one of us on this call and everyone that listens later. Touch their hearts, Lord. And I just say thank you, thank you, thank you that you will, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, I have potentially some good news for you all. Psalm chapter 93 is very short. (laughs) <laughs> there's only five verses in the whole chapter. So 
Yeah, I know. I knew some of you were going to say that. <laughs> Amen. Michael won't talk for that long. <laughs> this is Friday. Good Friday. <laughs> yeah. But before we start our study today, it is also Veterans Day. And so there are many men and women who have given their lives in the protection of our country, the United States of America. And so before we start Psalm chapter 93, I thought maybe we could just say a quick prayer and thank God for all the men and women who died for our freedom. So Father, we want to lift up every man and woman in the military forces, Lord, that has served this country, and especially those, God, who have given their lives or have been, or become wounded or even disabled. Because they, they did that, Lord, to serve others. And your word says that there's no greater love than for a man to lay down his life for his brother. And that's what many of these vets have done. And so, Father, we pray a special blessing on every vet that is alive. And we pray for a special blessing on every vet that went to heaven. And we pray, God, for those that are still yet to sign up and become vets and we just pray, Lord, that your blessing would be upon all of them today and that they would somehow understand that we're grateful. But Lord, um, no one gave more than Jesus Christ, and so we're the most grateful for Jesus. So Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on a cross to save all of us, Lord, just like what the other vets are trying to do. And so thanks for hearing this prayer, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, my friends, Psalm chapter 93 is really incredible. It starts off with the title, The Majesty of the Lord. Wow. That's what we're going to think about today for the next 15 or 20 minutes. We're going to think about the majesty of the Lord. Chapter 93, beginning in verse 1. The Lord reigns. He is clothed with, clothed, clothed with majesty. The Lord has clothed and encircled himself with strength. Wow, that is so powerful. Beginning with the title, the majesty of the Lord, that word majesty means impressive, stateliness, dignity, or beauty. I can't help but think of mountains when I think of the word majesty because I was raised in the mountains. And Mammoth Mountain is 11,053 feet up. And when the snowstorms come in at the beginning of the year and cover that entire mountain with snow, it is something to behold. You stand down below in the city and you look up at this mountain and you just go, wow. And as much as Mammoth Mountain is a wow, the Lord is far greater wow than that. He's far more majestic than a huge, massive mountain. Mm -hmm. And so I ask this question of you this morning. Have you considered the majesty of the Lord lately? And that's what I want you to do this morning. I want you to consider the majesty of the Lord. I want you to imagine him. I want you to use the eyes of your faith to, to maybe pretend that you see him and his glory, and his power, and his might. And you're going to learn about some of those things in this study today. And so, unpacking verse 1, he said that the Lord reigns and that he is clothed with majesty. Well, first of all, 
the Lord reigns is a declaration of fact. And what does that mean? It means that he is the ultimate authority and that he is in complete control 100%. Not 99, not 98, not 97. There's no committee. It is the Lord and he reigns, period. He's in charge. And I don't know about you, but that makes me feel so good today because I don't have to worry about what man is trying to do on the earth. I don't have to worry about governments and armies or pestilence or jobs or money or anything else because the Lord reigns. That means he's in charge. And guess what else? He knows everything. And so if he knows everything that's going on and he's in charge, that's a good thing. Amen. So thank you that the Lord is in charge fully, 100%. But it also says that he's clothed with majesty. Not, not in majesty, listen to that. It didn't say in majesty, it said with majesty. And so what's the difference between in or with? There's a huge difference. With majesty means it's inherently him. It's not something he has to put on. It's inherently who he is. Wow. And it says that the Lord clothed and encircled himself with strength. Underline that word himself. Notice again, it's the Lord who encircled himself. And it's the Lord himself. It's his ability. It's his power. It's inherently again who he is. Isn't that amazing? Doesn't that hopefully give your eyes something new to think about when you think about the majesty of the Lord? He is so awesome. He is something to behold. And I don't know what'll happen the first time you see him face to face. Somebody wrote a beautiful song about it. I think it's a band that's called Mercy Me. And he talks about, he doesn't know what's gonna happen when he sees him, if he's gonna fall to his knees or if he's going to sing hallelujah, or if he'll even be able to speak at all. But he's, he's looking forward to that moment when he sees the majesty of the Lord, and you too and I can look forward to that moment when you're going to meet him face to face. And I love that because he says that he knows you, and so he's going to recognize you, and you will recognize him, and you will know each other. What a blessing. Continuing now in verse two, he said, indeed, the world is firmly established and it will not be moved. He said, your throne is established from of old and you are from eternity. Wow, those are also, I think, very powerful sentences. The first one, indeed, the world is firmly established and it will not be moved. What does that mean? It means that God created it according to his will and his power. And it means it's solid and it's immovable and it's going to remain according to God's will and his plan. In other words, no one's going to get to destroy the earth. They don't have the power. They don't have the say. They think they do, but they don't. Because God's word says that the world is firmly established and it will not be moved. If God's word said it's not going to be moved, it won't be. Man just thinks he can move it. And then he said, your throne is established from old. That means his throne was established before this world was formed. And so Jesus was there when it was created. 
He created it. And he said, you are from eternity. Notice it's the word from. From eternity means eternity past. That's, that's further back than you can understand. That's further back than I can comprehend. He's from eternity past. Wow, try to wrap your mind around that idea for a second. <laughs> Before anything else was, he was. And so now verse three, the floods have lifted up, Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their pounding waves. These are all uh, descriptions of what happens with the ocean. And many of you, I would assume, have seen the ocean. Many of you, I would assume, have seen the tides rise in the ocean. And so the water actually comes up higher on the land than it was before. And just think about how much that water weighs. And think about the fact that it covers three quarters of the planet and yet God can move that amount of water. Yeah. Just think about the power that, that, that he has in doing that. And then he said, the floods have lifted up their voice. That means the sound of flooding makes a loud sound. I didn't even know what this was about till I moved to Georgia. Oh my gosh, we came here from California where it almost never rains. Next thing I know, I'm in a five-story building and the rain is pounding so hard on the roof. I never heard rain like that in my whole life. I thought it was biblical times. Man, I thought the water was going to come wash away all the cars outside. That's how loud it was. It was, it was kind of scary to tell you the truth. And so these floods, they lift up their voice and then the floods lift up their pounding waves. Well, that's also something I've seen in California, but... I saw it in Hawaii even more. Man, those waves got giant. They were huge. They went way up high and then they came, bam, when they came down, they made this huge crash and all this white foam everywhere. Yeah. And so the, the, the sound of that, the power of that, the amount of, of water that was involved in that was overwhelming. Yeah. And so what is this about? This is to get you to consider the size of the ocean the sound of the rain and the waves, crashing waves, which are just a drop of water for God. That he's so powerful that he can move all this water like that. That's the idea. And then verse four, he's continuing that same idea when he says, more than the sounds of many waters. So there are lots of oceans. There's lots of waves that are going on on this earth right now. There's also giant waterfalls like the Niagara Falls, right? There's waterfalls, there's streams, there's creeks, there's raging rivers. There's all this water on the earth. And guess what? God is moving all of that water. He is the force that's behind that movement. Wow. Then he said, the mighty breakers of the sea. And he said, the Lord on high is mighty. And so more than all the oceans, more than all the streams, more than all the waves, and even the mighty breakers of the sea, what do the breakers mean? Well, the breakers are made out of giant boulders, right? And they put those boulders, they stack those boulders up offshore, <clears throat> underwater, so that when those giant waves come in, those breakers break up the momentum of that water. And so you would say that these boulders or these rocks are stronger than these big waves, and man somehow puts those out there using, you know, machines. Mm -hmm. 
right, to break up the power of the wave, well, this means that God is stronger than those rocks too. Wow, stronger than the waves, stronger than the rocks, stronger than all the waters. And so he says, the Lord on high is mighty. And so these rising of tides, the crashing of waves, the pounding, all these things are just illustrating God's power over the earth. But let me say this to you. They're also illustrating God's power over you. They're also illustrating God's power over your problems. They're also illustrating God's power over whatever it is that you're worried about. They're illustrating whatever the thing is that causes you doubt, worry, or fear. God is stronger. That's the point. I hope you let that set in just for a minute. Because whatever it is that you're thinking about in your heart or your mind right now is nothing for the almighty God to handle. But unless you think about the size of the ocean and the size of these waves and the breakers and the sounds that these things make, and you realize that God is strong, if you minimize God to just a name in your Bible and you don't look at the fact that he's in control of all the earth and everything on it and that he, that he, that he can move all this water and, and do all these different things, then your problem seems so much bigger than they really are. But when you think about God's power, it puts it in perspective, doesn't it? Because when you line up your little problem next to God's power, all of a sudden your problem looks small. It doesn't look so fearful anymore. It's not so scary because God loves you and is serving you. He came from heaven all the way down to this earth and died on a cross to save you. Do you think he did that for nothing? Do you think he did that so that you could struggle the rest of your life? I don't think so. (laughs) I think that God did that to show you that he loves you. And now he's showing us how powerful he is because he wants to remind me this morning and he wants to remind some of you this morning how powerful he is and that whatever it is that's in your heart or mind that you're concerned about, it's nothing for him to take care of it. And so he wants you to get that perspective today. And now this is the last verse for the study this morning. I told you there was only five. It's short, but this is a very powerful thing. So let these seeds be sown in your heart. He said in verse five, your testimonies are fully confirmed. Holiness is pleasing to your house, Lord, forevermore. That's how he closes the book. And so what does he mean? Your testimonies are fully confirmed. What is a testimony? A testimony are your words. You, it's the words that you speak are your testimony, right? And so it is the word of God that is his testimony. And so the word history is made up of two words, his story. And so all of history is about what? It's about Jesus Christ. It's about the fact that he came down from heaven. He died on a cross to pay for your sin and my sin. And every word that you read in this book called the Bible is going to come true. And so I like it. Somebody said that the B-I-B-L-E means basic instructions before leaving earth. It's It's the operations manual. That's where we get our truth. That's where we get our instruction. That's what we want to know. 
the B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. That's the book for you. And so he says, all of your testimonies are fully confirmed. What does that mean? It means every single thing you read in the book of the, uh, called the Bible is going to come true. They're fully confirmed. There's not one promise in there that's not going to happen. I like that a lot. I'm thanking God for that today. Yes. Thank you, God, for making all these promises and making sure that your words are fully confirmed so that we know that we know that we know we can count on your words. And then he said, holiness is pleasing to your house. I like that too. Holiness is pleasing. That means that it pleases Almighty God when, we, when we're holy. Well, how do we get holy? There's only one way I know. That's to put your faith in Jesus Christ and ask him to forgive you for your sins because until you do that, you're not holy, are you? And so he's talking to believers. He's saying, put your faith in my son and I will make you holy and therefore you're qualified because God's going to make you qualified to go to heaven. And the other reason, I think, is because that's all that belongs. People who put their faith in Jesus are holy. That's all that belongs. That's all that's allowed in. There is no other way to get into heaven. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. That's what he said. So Jesus either is who he said or not. And every person living on this earth has to make up their mind about that one question. Because when you die and you meet God, there's only one question he's going to ask you. What did you do with my son? Did you believe in him or did you not? That's the, that's the key that unlocks the pearly gates, my friends. And you just want to say, yes, I believed in Jesus. Yes, I repented of my sins. Yes, I went and read your book as much as I could, and I tried to conform my life accordingly. Yes, I still blew it. Yes, I'm a sinner, but praise God, he paid for my sin on that cross, and I'm trusting in the blood of the lamb to let me in. And you know what God's gonna say? Good job, well done, faithful servant. Come on in. And you get to go into heaven for the rest of your life. And so he said, Lord, and he said, forevermore. The word Lord is a title which declares his absolute rule. And he says that it's forevermore, which is the opposite, by the way, of what we read just a minute ago when we said forever past. You see, forever past looks backwards. Forevermore looks forwards. And so it's for all time, past, present, and future, these words will remain true. And so let me extract just some golden nuggets and we'll close. These are the words that we read today. Majesty, strength, established, from eternity past, more powerful than all the oceans, waves, and storms, mighty, fully confirmed, holy, Lord of all, from forever past to forevermore. This is how majestic our God is. Father, how majestic is your name. Lord Jesus, we can never thank you enough. But we're in awe of you today. And we thank you, God, for your great love that you would send your son to die on that cross. And Lord Jesus, we are so thankful that you are obedient to do it. 
But I'm also thankful, God, that that story didn't end on the cross because three days later you rose from the dead to prove who you are. And so we believe in you, Jesus, and we're depending on the shed blood that you shed to pay for our sins to get into heaven and nothing else. And so thank you, God, that you make us holy because we're washed in your blood. It's all you're doing. It's because you're a loving and awesome father and you're almighty, you're all powerful and majestic is your name. Help us never forget that. And whatever little problems we all have in this room today or those that are on the call or those that are listening, whatever their little problems are, Lord, let them line those little problems up next to your glory next to your size, your power, your might, your wisdom, your understanding, so that my brothers and sisters can know with certainty that your words are fully confirmed and that you're gonna take care of whatever their little problems might be because they're nothing for you, because you're so awesome. So we praise your name, Father, and we thank you, thank you, thank you with our whole heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Outbless Weekly, the four-day-a-week Bible study by Michael Metcalf. If this study helped you, please join us again four days a week at outbless.com. You can listen live or listen later at your convenience. And don't forget to go outbless someone else today by sharing what you have learned. May the Lord richly bless you as you continue to study and seek His face.